0: Okay, on to the next category, environmental reasons having to do with fish. Number four, scientists warned that by 2048, essentially all wild commercial fish stocks will be wiped out, and already 90% of the coveted top ocean predator fish are today already gone, fished nearly to extinction. Twenty-one, global demand for fish has spawned a worldwide fleet of breathtakingly efficient fish unsustainable fishing methods and gear from dredging trawlers to super trawlers to drift nets to long lines to sonar to satellites to global positioning systems to sea mapping software to radio beacons and sea depth indicators and fish aggregation devices, relegating much of the guesswork of finding fish to a bygone era, number 39. There are about a dozen really good reasons why aquaculture is really Bad idea. I mean, really, and there are easily a dozen good reasons. But the most compelling reason of all is, of course, that fish farmers actually feed ocean fish to their farmed fish at at rates of 3 to 17 pounds of feed for every pound of yielded fish flesh. So, uh, you know, you want to say that we need to domesticate fish because we are running out of fish in the wild. But you know, if you're taking fish fish meal from the oceans to feed these fish, then I think you're de- 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 defeating your pro- your uh, purposes there very quickly. Number um, forty five, fishermen have a nasty habit of fishing out fisheries one by one, only to move on. And on that score, the pace has picked up lately. As today we witnessed these last of the world's hunters, fishing down the food web, chasing other species once considered trash, super trawling illegally off the west coast of Africa, and even going after deep sea fish. So, you know, as they find, uh, they deplete fisheries, they just move on. Then they plunder this place, then they plunder the next place. It's uh, It's a pattern a pattern. We shouldn't support it. Number 64. So how can you tell if the fish on the menu with the local red lobster was caught by upstanding people who harvested their catch in the right waters, within the right seasonal time frame, within the right weight parameters, from the right species, at the right stage of a fish's life, with the right gear? In other words, according to the law, if there is a law. And while you're pondering that, consider the fact that 80% of the seafood Americans eat Comes from foreign countries. Number 68. Though less than 1% of the world's waters is off limits from fishermen, today's marine biologists are suggesting, actually suggesting, that fishing be banned from a full third of the ocean in a system of marine reserves, like uh, forest reserves, you have marine reserves. Policed by naval patrols and guided by satellites. Only 1% of the world's waters is off limits at the moment. Okay, number 92. A study of 49 island countries found that not only had 55% of their coral reefs been overfished, but that to sustainably harvest the million metric tons of fish taken annually from these islands, An area four times that of the Great Barrier Reef itself would be needed. Number 98. The fishing regulations and oversight that do exist around the world, actually few fisheries are regulated at all, are invariably tied to the industry itself. That is, fishing regulations usually end up indulging fishers' short-term profit goals. Dead animals is the next category. Number 15, keep thousands or even millions of animals intensively confined on relatively small areas of land, as is the norm today, and you substantially raise the risk for quote-unquote catastrophic mortalities thanks to disease outbreaks, pandemics, weather events, and mechanical or electrical failure. Number 44, 47 billion pounds of animal remains, that is, beaks, hooves, snouts, bones, feathers, tendons, milk sacks, and putrefying entrails, a byproduct of the nation's slaughterhouses and factory farms, makes its way into common consumer and industrial products, such as lipstick, cake mixes, crayons, gummy bears, linoleum, antifreeze, tires, photographic paper, glue, asphalt, and soap via the nation's 250 hydrogen sulfide-emitting rendering plants. Number 46. Today's livestock are grown out on grains laced with industrial wastes, animal carcasses, and even chicken manure. And though some may call the practice prudent, because it recycles something that might otherwise have been thrown away, it carries many hidden dangers. 73. It's not just farms with their mountains of manure that pollute the environment. Down the line, packing houses also slough off their quote unquote nutrients, that is, plethoric amounts of slaughterhouse sludge, onto land, perhaps in your neighborhood, to excess more than the land can handle. Number 80, droughts, floods, blizzards, tornadoes, hurricanes, heat waves, and snowstorms happen causing huge numbers of animals to die on farms and ranches, later needing disposal, methods that often pollute the environment. Next category, these are the social reasons. Okay, number 10, injuries, repetitive stress conditions, and low wages plague the meat and poultry workforce. But how many people are are aware that fishing, is not only the deadliest occupation in the world, but is also blighted as a bastion of slavery with as many as 15% of the world's vessels filled with crews in fear of starvation and physical and sexual abuse, in fact. Number 11. Again, I have references on all of these these things. Number 11. If everyone adopted a vegetarian diet and no food were wasted, current Food production would theoretically feed 10 billion people, more than the projected population for the year 2050. Okay, 22. For every one dollar, for every one single dollar spent by the World Health Organization preventing the diseases caused by Western diets, that is with public education, um, these Western diets laden with animal-based foods, More than, for every $1, more than $500 is spent by the food industry promoting these diets. Okay, 51. Between 1980 and 2004, meat production in the developing world tripled. Today, amounting to well over half the world's output. And now, heart disease and diabetes are causing a crisis in health care in places in the developing world, where these expensive procedures never before existed, nor can they be afforded. Number 79, it is a worldwide disgrace that while approximately 800 million people today live with chronic hunger and 16,000 children die from hunger-related causes every day, the world continues to cycle nearly 37% of all the grain that is harvested through animals to produce meat. Number 75, from trade disputes to disagreements over animal drugs and disease, to battles over fishing grounds, to the endless wrangling over country to country equivalency in processing plant sanitation, it is not an exaggeration to say that meat consumption contributes greatly to international tensions. And by the way... Uh, I have a uh, an article that was published in 1997, um, rather a press release from the United Nations that in fact at that time, in 1997, uh, there were 100 fishing disputes around the world. I wish I had a more up-to-date reference, but that's the way it was in 1997. I can only guess that there are at least 100 uh, fishing disputes around the world today. Um, Okay, number 86, consolidation in agriculture has funneled many of America's farmers, the salt of the earth, right, into contract or franchise-like arrangements that strictly take choices about herd densities, feed, and veterinary care away from them, and the result, in general, A polluted landscape, a host of new pathogens, and a hell on earth for animals. Number 97, today's poultry industry is a vertically integrated oligopoly, meaning that a few giant chicken companies control production from chick catching to grocery store delivery. And those who actually raise the birds are on the low rungs of the pecking order, you can bet your life. Okay, on to a new category, animals specific species and their specific issues number 7 weighing only a few pounds at birth today's industrially raised pigs that is pigs raised in slave ship style conditions you can bet your life will grow within a mere 6 months to an unfathomably unfathomable 270 pounds and, of course, our, of course, arthritis and osteo, osteopedic problems frequently uh, set in as skeletal development does not keep pace with rapid mul- muscle gain, number 30. Over the last quarter century, the time it takes for a broiler chicken to grow to slaughter weight has been cut in half, making weight gain so rapid that birds' eyes will still be blue at slaughter time, indicating that this animal is not only a baby warranting shelter from under his or her mother's wing, but of course this bird will never know his or her mother. Number 50. During slaughter, chickens are made immobile, but not insensible to pain by the stun trough. And so they are all fully sentient during this electrocution, sometimes repeatedly, as well as while they are bled to death. So um, there is nothing uh, that is humane about chicken slaughter in America. Number 53, a commercial egg-laying hen lives her entire life in a volume of space taken up by her body, essentially immobilizing her for up to 18 months, and consequently, her claws may actually grow to permanently clutch the wire floor. Number 58. In 1940, a cow in the United States produced an average of 2.3 tons of milk per year, with today's cow bred to yield a staggering 9.1 tons per year, with some regions specializing in cows yielding an inconceivable 13 tons per year. And again, you have a um, osteopedic problems in the lakes of of cows um, because of this stress. Uh, Number 82, according to Donald Broom, an animal welfare advisor to the British government, quote, the scientific literature is quite clear. Anatomically, physiologically, and biologically, the pain systems in fish are virtually the same as in birds and mammals. Fish feel pain. Number 94. The some one million calves in America who are raised for so-called fancy, quote-unquote, milk-fed veal, live out short, harsh lives in crates, each just large enough for the animals to fit a production method so cruel as to have been banned in England in 1990, but it is perfectly legal in the USA. Uh, don't eat veal, people. Okay, number 99. To produce foie gras, that is diseased liver, that's basically what it is, male ducks or geese are force-fed a stomach-gorging cup of corn pellets three times a day with a 15-inch feeder tube for 28 days running. So cruel are these practices, is this practice that foie gras production is now outlawed in at least a dozen countries. And finally, our final category, uh, environmental issues related to meat in general. Number eight, 70% of the world's Fresh water that is taken from rivers, lakes, and wells goes to agriculture. And agriculture must increasingly be defined as animal agriculture since 37% of the world's cultivated grain goes to feed animals worldwide. Number 27. We don't normally think of it, but farming is monumentally destructive to the environment, taking land out of equilibrium undermining plant diversity, eroding the soil, and generally converting arable land to desert. A a reality worth a thought or two, uh, since it takes nearly 20 times the land to sustain a meat eater versus a vegan. It takes 20 times the land to sustain a meat eater versus a vegan. So we have a lot more land being converted to farmland. Which is fundamentally unecological. Number 29. The EPA has declared that, quote unquote, farming is the cause of 70% of waterway pollution. That is 73,000 miles of waterway contaminated in the United States. An interesting fact, considering that in America, 70% of all grain is sown, cultivated, and harvested. That is farmed to feed livestock in America. Like I mentioned before, 37% of the world's cultivated land goes to feed animals. Uh, In America, it's 70% of the cultivated grain goes to feed animals. Okay, number 34. From 1830 to year 1900, Europeans sent America's prairies to extinction, later eventually draining half the nation's wetlands for sake of cropland. That is mostly feed crops. That is mostly corn and soybeans, and now we have a petrochemical wasteland where we once had lush, self-cleaning ecosystems. And I say this because it takes uh, all this petrochemical fertilizers, these synthetic fertilizers, that is using that process that takes nitrogen from the air, uh, and you it's a synthetic process, uh, making fertilizers, and you need a lot of fertilizers. You dump it on the corn crops, okay? So, and you have all of this, this basically this disruption of the nitrogen cycle. And uh, number thirty-five, when you eat foods derived from corn-eating animals, okay? When uh, you might as well be guzzling gas thanks to the fact that feed corn requires inordinate amounts of petrochemical fertilizers to grow. So, indeed, every 1,200-pound steer embodies 283 gallons of oil, or, according to National Geographic magazine, three-quarters of a gallon per pound of beef. Three-quarters of a gallon of, um, of oil per pound of beef. Okay? So, it's all... Of a function of the oil business, number forty-two. A hog manure cesspool can be up to twenty-five feet deep and eighteen acres in size. That is humongous, people. And uh, when such a reservoir is emptied, they got emptied empty it every once in a while. That is when trucks line up to one by one suck the muck up into their vehicles to take away the stench from the agitation can be detected for literally miles, making neighbors gag, yes, but also inflicting upon them both respiratory ailments and no less mental torture. No question about it, folks. Okay, seven more reasons to go. Number 47, Hunting for meat in all corners of the world is sending animals from salmon to civet cats to rhinos to apes to chimps to extinction. And this is nothing new, as scientists tell us. Indeed, humans have been hunting marine and terrestrial species to extinction for as long as our sapien legs have been walking upright. You better believe it. Okay, number 52. Ranching is the number one source of water pollution, soil erosion, and species endangerment in, the, in America's West. It even is behind today's perennial forest fires. We have that in the news every summer. And your tax dollars finance ranching, and therefore all of this destruction. Number 61. Powerful aquifer pumping technologies were developed in the middle of the 20th century and allowed grain supplies to explode, bringing a seismic shift the human diet. But such water abundance never should have been viewed as a bottomless pit. Number 62, Animal Damage Control, euphemistically renamed Wildlife Services in 1997, is the official U.S. program charged with exterminating primarily badgers, bears, mountain lions, bobcats, Foxes and coyotes on behalf of ranchers, invariably using the cruelest of methods and, again, at taxpayer expense. All those ranchers out there, you know, uh, they have this uh, persona, this uh, John Wayne kind of persona, you know, but uh, what they do is unecological all over the place. And I could talk about that at length. Number 66, according to leading primate expert Jane Goodall, we know her, more than a million metric tons of meat from elephants, antelopes, gorillas, chimpanzees, and other threatened species are taken from the forests of the Congo Basin each year, increasingly to be sold in European restaurants. And without prompt intervention, African apes in particular are likely to be wiped out within a matter of years. Number 91, according to a 390-page U.N. report published in 2006, the expansion of livestock production is a key factor in deforestation which is taking place in the Amazon rainforest primarily for grazing and the production of feed crops. From that same document, I might mention that worldwide, livestock production uses 70% of all agricultural land, and 30% of the land surface of the planet. And finally, the final reason here, number 101, a symposium of scientists in the mid-1990s predicted that energy shortages, exhausted land, scarce water, and a doubling population will impose a plant-based diet onto America's dinner tables by year 2050 and whether we like it or not, folks. <laughs> and, gratefully, such a diet born of scarcity, as we see, is vastly healthier, and, I would attest, vastly more f- wonderful. A uh, vegetarian diet is a wonderful diet. Vegetarian lifestyle is a wonderful way to live. And that's it, folks. Again, thank you for, from Joseph, for uh, your help, Joseph Puente's. Uh, signing off, this is Pamela Rice, author of 101 Reasons Why I'm a Vegetarian. And go to the website, vivaveggie.org with one G.